Good evening, Purple family. Welcome to another episode of Shades of Purple, a Prince podcast. On tonight's episode, I'm going to be doing a top five countdown of Prince's saddest songs in commemoration of the seventh anniversary of his passing coming up on Friday. So I'm going to do this episode today. And then on Thursday, I'm going to do another episode, another top five countdown about five myths concerning Prince's death. So that second one, I know is probably going to get a little hairy, might get a little controversial. I might even lose some listeners. I hope I don't, but I'm just going off of what I know to be true. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this again on Thursday when I record that particular episode that I, of course, don't know all of the facts concerning Prince's death. So, you know, correct me if I, you know, say something wrong or, you know, quoted something wrong, but We'll get to that on Thursday. So today we're going to just focus on some of his saddest songs. And when I say sad, I mean, just like you hear the song and it just makes you just want to just cry your eyes out. I mean, not a song that's just like, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of sad, but you know, it's not too bad. No, I'm talking about songs that are just like, oh, all the songs on this countdown. When I heard them, I have cried like boo-hoo tears. So I'm meaning songs like that. So if I don't mention a song that you think is really sad, let me know in the comments on Spotify or on the Facebook page. And I do have some honorable mentions that I'm going to mention at the end. So maybe it'll be in one of those. So let's get right to it. So number five is Purple Rain. So I've talked a lot about Purple Rain, the song and the movie and the album in previous episodes. So I want, uh, so I won't um, go too long on and explaining why I believe Purple Rain is a sad song. But uh, just briefly, it's a sad song to me because, I mean, he's talking about, I mean, the end of the world, basically. You know, the the blue sky and the red of the, you know, the apocalyptic, you know, the apocalyptic nature, and it makes red and blue, of course, makes purple. So at the end of the world, there could be some purple rain going on. And now that Prince has passed us, one of the things that, you know, purple, because of this song and the album, that color has long been associated with Prince, of course. And after his passing, a lot of people have now said, well, Prince is now in the purple rain. He's laughing underneath the purple rain. You know, he's bathing in the purple rain like he wanted his lover to do in the purple rain song. So I can't really remember when I first heard purple rain. Um, but I remember there were a few occasions before Prince passed where I would just cry my eyes out when I heard the song and what really gets me, what really gets me to crying when I hear Purple Rain is of course the lyrics, but really that guitar solo, it was so passionate. It was like the guitar just took over Prince's feelings and just, just, I mean, it's just beautiful. And every time he starts that guitar solo, I just, just like, oh my God, I just have to hold the tears back. And now that Prince is gone, just recently, I would say in the last like maybe year or so, I finally got to the a place where I could listen to Purple Rain without crying. But for the longest, especially back in 2020, when I uh, re-entered uh, my uh, Prince journey, I could not get through Purple Rain without crying. You know, I would be good all the way up into the guitar solo. And as soon as the guitar solo would start, I would just start bawling like a baby because it is such a beautiful song and it's a sad song. And it makes you think about, you know, past loves, past 
past friendships, you know, people that, you know, left your life, you know, for a reason or a season. And there have been times in my personal life where I've thought about the song Purple Rain and connected it to someone in my past. And, you know, basically Purple Rain is saying, I still want the best for you, you know, and that's what he's saying. He's like, I still want to see you laughing. I still want to, you know, see you happy. And that's basically what the song is about. Um, so enough on Purple Rain. We all know about Purple Rain. So that is my number five. So my number four is a lot of people's number one, but it's going to be my number four. So my number four saddest song is Sometimes It Snows in April. So Sometimes It Snows in April is, of course, off of the Parade album. It was the very last song. And just like in the movie Under the Cherry Moon, it was also the last song in the movie. And it basically talks about his character in the movie, Christopher Tracy, and his death. The fact that, you know, he died and now, you know, he's going on to better, you know, a better existence because let's look at some of the lyrics. Yeah, I pulled up the lyrics, y'all. So it says Tracy died soon after a long fought civil war, just after I wiped away his last tear. I guess he's better off than he was before. A whole lot better off than the fools he left here. I used to cry for Tracy because he was my only friend. Those kind of cars don't pass you every day. I used to cry for Tracy because I wanted to see him again. But sometimes, sometimes life ain't always the way. So he's talking about like death is the finale of life. It's a part of life. And I mean, when it happens, there's no going back. And Tracy was someone, you know, this character that was dear to him. And when he lost him, you know, he recognized how special he was. And that's the case in, you know, in our daily lives. When we, you know, miss someone or have someone in our life that is no longer here, whether it's through death or just, you know, you're no longer communicating with that person, you kind of realize, you know, what you had. And you don't, you know, you don't realize what you had until it's gone. And death is so permanent. And the fact that it is so permanent is so sometimes very hard to deal with. Um, I can only imagine what it is to lose someone like a parent or a child. I haven't got to that point yet. Both of my parents are still alive. And thanks be to God, my daughter is still here. And I can only imagine you know, the type of pain that goes with that. But I have also, but I've lost other uh, people in my life that are very close to me. My great grandmother passed away Christmas of 2020, Christmas day. And she meant a lot to me, even though she was 99 years old, even right now, you know, thinking about her not being here is hurtful. Death in itself is hurtful. You, we grieve, we, you know, like you go through the five stages of grief, denial. I don't know all of them, but I know the first is denial. And at the very end is acceptance. And so he's talking about that in this song. And sometimes it snows in April. Yeah, sometimes it does. Like I I heard up in Minneapolis, I don't know if it's true, but up in the North, it it may not be in Minneapolis, uh, but that it is snowing in certain parts right now in April. And I do believe that it was snowing uh, I don't know. Well, I don't want to say that because I don't really remember if it was snowing up there or not uh, the day that Prince died. But another thing that makes this kind of a sad song is the fact that he recorded it 
on April 21st of 1986. So some 30 years to the day of his passing, he uh, recorded this song, or I think, no, it was 1985. So um, 1985 or 1986, but he recorded it on April 21st. So that makes it almost prophetic in a way that he recorded this song and then he would pass away on this date. April 21st was um, also a day in 1996 where he had uh, an overdose. If you read my taste book, that was also the day where he overdosed and they thought that, you know, he died then, but he was revived and he got his stomach pumped. And Maite talks about that in her book. So April 21st was just not a good, you know, day for Prince. It was just a really, just one of those days where something was always going on, at least on those two occasions. Uh, the one not well, yeah, those two occasions, 1996. And of course, when we, uh, when he died in 2016. So sometimes it snows in April though. It was another song that I think really had to grow on me. It wasn't a song that I really thought was sad at first, even though it was obviously sad and the instrumentation and the moaning and all that in the beginning of the song is beautiful. And the way that he ends the song is beautiful. Cause he says, I often dream of heaven and I know that Tracy's there. I know that he has found another friend. Maybe he's found the answer to all the April snow. And maybe one day I'll see Tracy again. So he's hopeful. He knows as a believer, as a Christian believer, Prince always believed in heaven. And if you are a believer listener, you know that that is where Prince is. He's somewhere where he's no longer in pain. He's no longer suffering. And as his fans, we have to take comfort in that. And the fact that I believe Prince, you know, writing things like, like writing a song like this makes me believe that Prince really didn't have a fear of death. He understood, you know, just like most people should, that it is a part of life and it's just something that we all have to do one day. So that's number four. Sometimes it snows in heaven. So number three is The Breakdown. So The Breakdown was a song when I first heard it um, just a few years ago when I was digging through the latter half of Prince's catalog. Uh, actually, I was in the same room that I, I'm in now recording this podcast. And uh, I was on the futon. We, I had a futon. I don't have it anymore. But there's a, a red futon that I was just laying down on. And I just, you know, was listening to it with, in, with, with my headphones. And I just could not believe the gravity of this song. I mean, I was boohooing before he was even done with the song. The way that, you know, he was just like reflecting back on his life and, you know, just kind of thinking about some of the decisions and things that he did that, you know, wasn't probably the best things. But the one thing that stood out to me in this song is the lyric. Now there's a door that you could walk through when it used to be a wall. So saying when he was younger, he was more blocked off. You know, he was more reserved with his feelings. But now that he's gotten older, now you can be, you know, able to really more so communicate with him and be in touch with him. All you have to do is knock or open that door. But it didn't always used to be that way. And so he's, like I said, he's reflecting back on a life that, you know, he lived and that he, he, you know, Prince, you know, he probably has some regrets. I'm thinking just, just based on, uh, some of the lyrics to these songs, because he, 
to this song because he actually says in there, um, let me see if I can find it. Um, listen to me closely as the story unfolds. This could be the saddest story even ever been told. I used to want the house with the biggest pool. I've been missing out. I just feel like a fool. And then here comes the actual breakdown of the first breakdown of the song. And you know, he's keep breaking me down, down, down. I mean, it's just beautiful. That bass guitar. Oh my goodness. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and then he goes on to say, I used to throw the party at New Year's Eve. First one intoxicated, last one to leave. Waking up to places that you would never believe. And then he says something I think is really profound. He says, give me back the time you can keep the memories. So he's not even worried about the stuff that, you know, is past that he can't change. He just wants that time back to be able to either do something different with his time or whatever the case may be. He just wants the time because time is the one thing that we can never get back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Things that happened in the past, you can't take them back and you can't get that time back either. So for Prince, the time that he lost doing stupid stuff was more important than the actual memories, whether they be good or bad memories. And so that really stood out to me, that particular lyric. And the other one that I just mentioned about the door. And then he mentioned something about um, every book I've read said that I would meet somebody like you. So I'm not sure exactly who he's referring to in the song, but I did notice that on the YouTube comments, they were saying that he was talking about Andy Allo, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, I, I don't know the, the depth of their relationship. Uh, I, I do know that they were very close and they did date for a few years, but I don't know. For some reason, I think he may be, I'm not sure who he's talking about and I don't really want to speculate on who, but well, let me go ahead. I might as well. I really do think that he might actually be referring to Maite and I don't even really know why, <laughs> but it just seems like Maite, I think really was his first wife, um, was someone that he really, really loved deeply. And I think with the exception of vanity, I really don't think he really loved any woman as deeply as he did uh, Maite, like I said, with the exception of vanity. And I don't know, it just said, a journal full of numbers that I used to go through, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all behind me now, all because of you. And he also, Maite, you know, was his baby mama, you know, and his wife as well. They had a son who unfortunately passed away. So, I mean, they, so they'll always have that connection as well, but I don't know. I don't know why I think he's trying to, I don't know, not saying that he's trying to reach out to Maite, but I kind of feel like, I don't know. That's kind of the feeling that I get about the breakdown. And I also think he was talking about her on the song that's also on the same album, uh, Artificial Age, uh, that song X's Face. I'm almost sure he's talking about Maite with that song. So that made me think that maybe he was thinking about her. And uh, like I said, this song, The Breakdown, if you've never heard it, please check it out. Actually, Prince referenced this song on, I think, his very last television interview that he did on the uh, Arsenio Hall show in 2014. He talked about, um, Arsenio asked him what was his favorite Prince song in his own catalog. And Prince uh, replied that he usually says whatever the next song that he's creating is going to be his favorite song. But he said, uh, instead though, he said, we've been working on this one song called the breakdown 
that we just put out. And he always says we. And I always think that when he says we, he's talking about him and, you know, his band, I'm assuming. So, but he was always on this we stuff all the time. Uh, but really it's him because he's the one who wrote it. He, he's the one who composed it. But anyway, so he, that's what he tells Arsenio is that, you know, the breakdown is probably his favorite song at the moment. And I can see why. So please check it out. It's on YouTube. Also check out the live version that he did at, uh, the, uh, Montro, uh, festival, I think in 2013, I believe, because he did Montro in 2009, which is like a, a music festival. And then he's did a, 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 he came back, I think as the headliner again in 2013. And he did, uh, this song and you can actually see on this live version, him like wiping away a tear, uh, at the, toward the end of the song. So this song, the breakdown was very special to him. And also in another interview that I read, um, he had someone that the, uh, the journalist came through and the breakdown came on while they were like, uh, touring around, uh, Paisley park. He was taking the journalists around Paisley park and it kind of just came on in the studio. And he just said he had to, you know, excuse himself because, you know, it was just such an emotional song for Prince. And so that's why it's my number three. So number two is a song that is also on this same album, The Artificial Age. And this was an album that you could almost say that was, in a way, Prince was almost telling us that he was getting ready to leave us because there's so many hints in the different songs. He refers, you know, he really talks about death more so on this album than he has, I think, in any other album that he's ever put out. And like I said, I could be wrong about that, but this album was just full of like, you know, just a feeling of not just death, but of redemption and renewal and, you know, just these different themes. And, um, so way back home was also another song that where he's talking about death and he's talking about, but it can also be interpreted as he's trying to find his way back to who he was, you know, because Prince, I think, and, um, there's a book called, uh, this thing called life. Uh, Neil Curlin, who was a, a, a journalist who became close friends with Prince, he talks about this in his book. The fact that Prince pretty much became a, a caricature of himself, a caricature of himself, and that he was, for the rest of his life, trying to get back to who he really was, who Prince Rogers Nelson really was. And so in this song, Way Back Home, he's, he's talking about what he really wanted for his life to begin with. He said, I never wanted a typical life, a scripted role, trophy wife. He said, all I ever wanted was to be left alone. And when you really think about it, that's pretty much what he wanted, especially when it came to his recording from a very early age, like from the time that he got his deal with Warner Brothers, like he didn't want anybody in the studio when he was recording his vocals, for example. He just wanted to do his music his way and wanted to be left alone. So I, I believe that to be true. And then he says, see my beds made up at night because in my dreams I roam, just trying to find my way back home. And also at this time, you have to think also a lot of Prince's uh, friends and, you know, were either dying or, or dead. And that was also the case by 2015 and 2016. In 2015, one of his uh, early girlfriends um, died. And I can't, her name escapes me right now. 
but she was also in the movie <clears throat> Purple Rain as a waitress. And I'm not talking about Jill Jones, but the other lady. But uh, anyway, her name will come to me in a minute. Uh, but she passed away in 2015. And of course, Vanity passed away uh, just a few months before Prince. So it was people like this who were passing that really affected Prince's psyche. And he was just, you know, starting to believe that, you know, he has served his purpose here on earth and that, you know, he's now to the point where he's ready to find his way back home, wherever that home may be. Now we're assuming <coughs> that he's talking about heaven and he very well may have been talking about heaven. It's really up to, I think, uh, debate, but it is such a sad, sad song. But another lyric that I really like was he says, power, oh, where's that? <coughs> Excuse me. Power to the ones, power to the ones who could raise a child like me. The path was set, but if you look, the truth will set us free. I've heard about those happy endings, but it's still a mystery. Let me tell you about me. I'm happiest when I can see my way back home. And so he was just saying, he was special and he knew he was special. And there's other children that are like him <coughs> that are just as special. And so it does take a special person to raise a child who's a gifted genius like Prince was. And so that's why Prince will go out of his way to help other artists to cultivate their talent. He would look for like kids on YouTube that were pianist or violinist and he would invite them to Paisley Park to open up for him when he would do stuff at you know when he would have concerts at Paisley Park uh, many people talk about this and the fact that he really uh, was a patron of, of course the arts especially music especially for children because music is so important it has not only like mathematical qualities and things like that but it's just it brings out children you know, that are really interested in music are not only are they very smart, but they're dedicated, you know, they're disciplined. And that's what the, that's the type of people that you want in society, right? People that are disciplined, productive members of society. So I think that music, music pro programs need to be, you know, cultivated and there needs to be more music programs. It seems like, um, since I was a little girl, music was always, you know, there was always a music class that we could take. But now in some schools, there's no such thing as music class anymore. Uh, and I just hate that. And I know that Prince, you know, he always supported, you know, the arts, whether it's music, dance, you know, whatever. So, so that is my number two. And it's one of those songs that I said that when I first heard it, I was just like, oh my God, he is really letting us know that he is, he's about done with this world, you know, and it's sad when you think about it, you know, that he kind of knew that his time was limited and they tell you, I mean, not they, I don't know who they is. So let me reword that. But, you know, people, I should say, often say that when someone is close to death, they are given signs from whoever, whether it's God or, you know, some, you know, signs will pop up supposedly. And people start like, especially uh, like people that are really close to death, 
they start seeing uh, people that have died before them, like loved ones, they'll start popping up in their dreams and things like that. So I think that God in his own way prepares people for when they're about to, to transition over to the afterlife. And I think Prince was catching those hints and he was also letting us know so that we could also be prepared, but we could never be prepared for losing him. And it was such a blow and it still is. It's been seven years and we still miss him like crazy. And it's not the same. Uh, I saw a, a t-shirt a while back that said, ever since Prince died, shit's been weird. And it's true. Everything has just been weird. I mean, music, the music has sucked. Like, I don't even listen to too much of today's music because it's just not the same. Prince is gone. Michael Jackson is gone. I mean, those legends are just gone. I mean, like, we still have Stevie Wonder, but he's not really doing music like that anymore. And, I mean, it's just not the same. R&B is practically dead on arrival. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Prince left us at a good time because... There wasn't much going on in music in 2016. And in my opinion, there's still not a whole lot going on now. So like I said, but that's just my opinion. So finally, number one of the saddest Prince songs in his catalog is Come Back. So Come Back was supposedly written about Amir, which was Prince's son, who passed away. Uh, one week after his birth in 1996 and the lyrics to come back and come back is on the, the, the truth album that was a part of the crystal ball set that came out in 1998. And it was a total acoustic album where he's just playing acoustic guitar on almost all of the, the songs. And it's, it's, it's a nice album. I like it. Um, and I love his acoustic guitar playing, but as you know, I, I like all of his guitar playing. I mean, he plays any and everything wonderful. Uh, but if you haven't checked out the truth, please check it out. I, it's a wonderful album and come back is a little short song. It's only uh, two minutes, but it's probably the saddest. It has some of the saddest lyrics and, uh, I'll just read them straight off because it's, it's, um, short enough to do so. So he says, walking up the stairs. Just the afternoon, sweet wind blew, not a moment too soon. I cry when I realize that sweet wind was you. Spirits come and spirits go. Some stick around for the after show. Don't have to say I miss you. Don't have to say I miss you, because I think you already know. If you ever lose someone dear to you, never say the words they're gone. They'll come back. They'll come back. They'll come back. Tears go here. Tears go here. Tears go here. So Maite actually referred to this song in the very beginning of her book. And because I wasn't as familiar with this song, when she said that, I was just like, that sounds like a beautiful poem. But come to find out, it was actually um, this song. And I mean, when I um, played the song just yesterday, when I was going over these five songs just to kind of see you know, just to, you know, listen to, it. of course I've listened to them before, but I just wanted to listen to them again to see if I got, you know, any different, you know, feelings or vibes from them. And by the time I like, I, I, I left work to go to the bank and then I went to the grocery store, you guys, by the time I got to the grocery store and it was just really up the street from the bank, 
my eyes were already like water. Like, I mean, I was, my, my, the tears were already trying to come out the side of my eyes because I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so wonderfully sad. And also they supposedly played this song at Prince's, one of Prince's memorials. And it makes total sense because it is definitely about losing someone that you love and believing that you will see them again and never believe that they're going to be gone permanently because they will come back and you will see them again. And we now know that Prince is now with Amir and they're together again. And uh, Maitai also referred to that in her book as well. The fact that that gives her solace knowing that Prince is now with their son. So those are my top five saddest Prince songs. So for some honorable mentions, I have Another Lonely Christmas and Solo. So Another Lonely Christmas is a B-side on Purple Rain. I think it was the B-side of I Will Die For You. And it's another, it's one of my favorite B-sides. But it's such a sad story in that it's supposed to be a fictional story too, by the way. But um, he talks about this girl that, you know, of course he was dating and fell in love with and she ends up dying on a Christmas day. And the fact now that I've had a loved one myself that has passed away on Christmas day, it made it that much more profound to me. And it, it got me thinking too, this is the only like Christmas song that Prince has ever written that I know of. And that made me wonder why he would write such a sad song around the holidays. But then when I thought about it, Prince, you know, even before he became a Jehovah's Witness, he didn't really celebrate Christmas like most people. He was always recording. You know, he would let his band, he would give them the revolution. He would give them time off to be with their families uh, during the holidays. But him, he was off recording. Susan Rogers, his uh, engineer uh, during the Purple Rain era, actually commented that on Christmas Day of like 1985 or 1984. Yeah, 1985. Because yeah, one of those years that they were recording music, you know, on Christmas day, that he didn't have, you know, any friends over or family, you know, it was just him and Susan all day. And that's sad when you think about it, you know, he just, you know, his life was his music and his music was his life. And I think this, that is reflective in this song. So solo, which is the other honorable mention, I come to find out this is actually not, um, a song that Prince wrote, but he sung it beautifully. And Solo is off of uh, the 1994 album, Come. And um, to me, Solo represents the musical death of Prince. Because of course, this is of course during the time when uh, Prince is not no longer Prince, he's the symbol. And he's going through, you know, his uh, well-documented dispute with Warner Brothers. And so Solo, I think, is talking about, you know, the sadness of losing his identity to, you know, to Warner Brothers, to this other whole other, whole other uh, entity that he could no longer, I think he really lamented that. I really think that he grieved the passing of, of Prince at that time in 1993, 1994. And so Solo is also uh, unique in that it's acapella, you know? It, I mean, it's just beautiful, beautiful. And, but it's also, you could tell in his voice that he is just, you know, mourning. 
and just so, you know, sad. And in all of these other songs, these five songs, you can tell by the way he's singing that he's putting his emotions in them and that he is feeling, you know, very sad. And sad is an emotion that a lot of people, if you feel it for too long, you will grow to be depressed. And toward the end of his life, a lot of people believe that Prince maybe was going through some depression. And that could have been also because of the pills that he was taking, but it could be because he was maybe, you know, so bored with his life that he was just starting to, you know, be depressed. I mean, there's all types of reasons for depression. Uh, not just, it could also be, you know, a chemical, you know, a brain chemical issue. So it's some physicality to depression as well. Uh, and not just, uh, psyche. So those are my honorable mentions and that is my countdown. So let's go back, uh, rewind a little bit. So number five was purple rain. Number four was sometimes it snows in April. Number three was the breakdown. Number two was uh, way back home. <laughs> and number one was comeback. So I hope you guys uh, really enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit <clears throat> shorter than what I normally do because it's, you know, like I said, just five songs. So uh, on Thursday, I will be back and talking about the top five myths concerning Prince's death. So stay tuned to that. I also have, um, I finally finished uh, Kim Berry's book, Diamonds and Curls. So <clears throat> I'm gonna be doing a review of that. And a uh, spoiler alerts uh, should be in order for that. If you um, have never read the book, I'm going to be uh, mentioning some things that she talks about in the book. So if you don't like spoilers, you might not wanna tune into that particular episode. But if you don't mind, and you still want to read the book anyway, or don't have any interest in reading the book, then you can tune in. So until then, peace and be wild, and may you live to see the dawn. Bye.